Sacred Space. So welcome back again to part two of Sacred Space here in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley, still joined on the other Skype line by Shane. And Shane has another guest to join us this morning, who I believe has joined us before, Shane. You might introduce your guest, please. Sure, no problem, John. Well, this morning, Sacred Space welcomes back to the program, David Bracken. David is the diocesan archivist for Limerick Diocese. David, welcome back to the program. Oh, look, it's great to be here, and thank you so much for having me. Now, David, we're bringing you back on because we want to talk about an upcoming uh, conference that is happening in October. When exactly is the conference on? It's on uh, Friday, the 13th of October, because we're not at all superstitious in Limerick. <laughs> uh, the, good Chris, good Christians, the good Christians that we are. Uh, so it's on Friday, the 13th of October, and it's entitled The Worlds of Edward Thomas O'Dwyer of Limerick, 1886 to 1917. And he was uh, the Lord Bishop of Limerick, and we marked the centenary of his death on Saturday last, in fact. Oh, very good. I did. Uh, as you said, uh, Edward, uh, Edward O'Doyle was the Bishop of Limerick. It's interesting, actually, the 13th of October is the feast day of St. Edward the Confessor. I, just, I was just, just curious. I just checked. Yes, it indeed. Yeah, that's, so a, curious that's, that's quite a... Look, that's quite extraordinary uh, that, <laughs> that you mention it. His sister, um, Annie was um, a religious sister of the Sisters of Charity of St. Paul the Apostle. And in our collections, we have a most wonderful correspondence of about, I'd say, over 400 letters. Wow. And they are among, they are among my most favourite items in, in, in all of our collections. Um, one of the speakers on the 13th of October is a Holy Faith sister, really wonderful uh, historian, geographer and scholar by the name of Jacinta uh, Pronti. Jacinta Pronti, uh, as I say, she's a Holy Faith sister. She's um, a historian. She's a geographer. She's a member of the history department in Maynooth University. And Jacinta will be speaking to that collection of letters. Now, the reason that I mention uh, Sister uh, Mary Gonzaga, she was in religion, and Sister Annie, um, in the same breath as the Feast of Edward the Confessor, in her correspondence, which we have, and it's, it's over 40 years, so it starts sometime in the 1870s and continues spring, summer, autumn and winter through 40 years until her death in about 1905-1906. And each autumn as it comes around and as it comes to the Feast of Edward the Confessor, um, it, it's, it's his feast day. So it didn't occur to me when we were organising the conference. Mm. Um, that's, um, that's the hand of... of um, Sister Mary Gonzaga at work. It, it was quite, it's quite, you're laughing, but it's quite extraordinary. When I was working on, I, I started some work on, on his papers in my innocence about two years ago in, mm -hmm. in the hope of, of revising the catalogue and um, only got so far. But while I was working, I was working on her papers. And um, while I was working on the papers, um, 
um, Frank Prendergast, the late Frank Prendergast, um, his son called into the office with some of his books. And um, um, I was going through them and there was a Catholic dictionary from uh, the beginning of the 20th century that, that, that popped out. And I opened it up and on the flyleaf was a dedication from Canon Begley, who was author of the history of the diocese, to Sister Mary Gonzaga. Um, so it was, it was O'Dwyer's sister. Uh-huh. So the, book, the book had come from Canon Tynan's library. And obviously on Sister Mary Gonzaga's death had returned to O'Dwyer, had found its way to Canon Tynan's library. And while I was cataloging her letters had appeared on my desk. So, Shane, that is, your, <laughs> that is really, really wonderful. So it's happening on the feast of Edward the Confessor, the, the 13th of October, and that's a wonderful detail. Right. The conference oh, there... David, David, sorry, got, that's great. Yeah, if, can I bring can I bring it back a second? I suppose before, we go, any further, do, sorry, yeah, before we go any further, I suppose we should explain to people why we're having why we're having a conference about the Roman Catholic Bishop of Limerick, uh, Edward Edward O'Dwyer, who died in 1917, and I suppose a bit about the man himself and the role that he played. I suppose firstly as the Bishop of Limerick, but also as we're celebrating nationally. The, the decade of centenaries, how he right. fits in to the national picture. Because people, a lot of people right. may so not why know... Are, why are we having a conference about yeah. a dead bishop? He's dead 100 years, and who, was, who would be interested in him? And what's, why? He's an extraordinary figure. He's best known, um, I suppose, nationally for his response to General Maxwell in the wake of the Rising where Maxwell writes to Archbishop of Walsh of Dublin um, looking to censor uh, um, some priests, and Walsh um, tells them, oh, they're not my priests, so they're actually two priests of Limerick, and he writes off to Maxwell, or Maxwell writes to O'Dwyer, and um, O'Dwyer writes this blistering letter um, um, in, 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 in response to Maxwell. The two priests uh, in question are Father Tomas the Vall and, and, and Father Hayes. So um, overnight, um, O'Dwyer's reputation is transformed. And within a year, well, a year and a half, O'Dwyer is, is dead. But within those, th- th- those months, he's received the freedom of the city. And as I say, his, his reputation is transformed. But in the, in the years... Of his, of his um, episcopacy from 1886 to 1917, he's involved in every kind of a controversy. He's a real... Um, when, he, he's, he's, when he was consecrated bishop in 1886, he was only 44 years of age. Quite young. He, uh, he, very, very young. He was curate in St. Michael's. And he, he was... Involved in every kind of a controversy and on the opposite side of the fence to everyone else. So, so on every, contra- so, so he was a contrarian, we could say. He he was he was a maverick. He was <laughs> a contrarian on every national controversy, from the plan of campaign through to the fall of Parnell. Um, he, he adopted a position 
diametrically opposed to every other member of the Episcopal Conference, nearly. Mm. So when the conference, or every member of the conference signed a letter on the, the, uh, with the fall of Parnell in the wake of the, the, you know, the scandal saying that he wasn't fit um, to represent the nation, O'Dwyer refused to sign the letter. Um, with the plan of campaign, um, O'Dwyer really refused to fall into line with, with, with the rest of the bishops. He was, he was, I, I mean, it's extraordinary to think of, he, he just had a, had a I, I don't know whether I like him, I mean, or <laughs> I, 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 he's a very difficult figure to get the measure of. Mm. He had this strength, he had this, he had this enormous strength of character. His priests were afraid of him, they were in awe of him, um, a later bishop of Limerick, um, Bishop O'Neill, describes him as that terrible little man. Kate O'Brien, whose father was great friends with him, describes him, the, the novelist, as that, our difficult, our difficult bishop. <laughs> he, 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 he was... Um, Canantine, and your older listeners will remember, Canantine was the diocesan examiner for Limerick. And Canantine was a great collector of books. And I have a, one of his books that comes to us from um, Canon Tom, Tom Wall's library. Now, Canon Tom Wall is one of the priests that Maxwell that Maxwell was, 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 was wrote to O'Dwyer um, and, um, um, looking to censor him. And the book I have in my hand is um, Father Wall's copy of The Pursuit of Dermot and Grania. And Monsignor Tynan was a great man for including little notes in the flyleaf. So the little note he has here is, I began my circulation among the Limerick clergy in 1943. I suppose he means he was ordained in 1943. At, what, at that which time, many of the parish priests had served under um, O'Dwyer. And the memory the bishop had left to his clergy was not a pleasant one. They had all been afraid of him. <laughs> in fact, I, I, you know, I think, I think, I mean, they were petrified of him. They had all been afraid of him. Those who had any good word to say were moved by his 1916 performance, forgetting his excessive discipline in the euphoria of the victory for freedom. And he quotes Bishop O'Neill's, that anecdote about Bishop O'Neill. Bishop mm -hmm. O'Neill's summary was succinct, a terrible little man. Mm -hmm. um, but he was, he was quite, quite, quite an extraordinary character. Mm -hmm. um, very, very strong character. He seems to have fought with everyone. You know, mm. from from the Jesuits um, over over at Mungert Co over Mungert College, to the Christian Brothers around around Bruff, um, to as I say, his brother bishops on a national level over all sorts of, of questions. But as against all of that 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 fighting, he set up Mary Immaculate College for uh, the, the the education of teachers in 1898. He invited the little company of Mary. Um, to, I, I suppose, manage St. John's Hospital, uh, invited the Sisters of Charity of St. Paul the Apostle to run schools in, in, in Kilsinan, was really passionate as, as a young priest um, in St. Michael's around, around really the desolation caused by the abuse of alcohol. So um, was, was really passionate about temperance and set up the Catholic 
um, the, the, the Catholic Literary Institute um, and was really passionate about, about um, um, creating alternatives in the city, uh, you know, an alternative mm. to, the, to, 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 to the drink culture. Um, there's, there's a celebrated story of him going before Limerick Harbour Board and really excoriating the members about the, the many of whom you know were, were 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 kind of luminaries in the business world in the city about the quality of of uh, or, or not not the quality the appalling conditions in which many of their workers were living. So you know he was involved in setting up the what was called the artisans dwelling company. So it, w- with a view to improving living conditions of workers in the city. So you know he's he's this this bundle of. Of, of of contradictions. You said he's a contrarian. He's a maverick. The, the speakers that are coming, there's we've we've a very very good lineup. Um, uh, Jacinta Prompty is speaking to that wonderful collection, that correspondence from his sister Annie. So that speaks to, uh, you know, I I've been speaking about O'Dwyer, the the, the statesman, the bishop. But you, this wonderful correspondence from from sister to brother—it's really, it's really gorgeous. Um, but uh, Jacinta will be speaking, you know, to that that correspondence. Um, Sarah Roddy, who's from the University of Manchester, she's involved in a really wonderful project called Visible Divinity, and it's it's a project based at the University of of Manchester, um, and it's looking at. Um, the Catholic Church as an engine of economic growth between 1850 and 1920. Really, really groundbreaking research. She, really, really, really wonderful uh, research. So Sarah's coming. Colin Barr, who's based at the University of Aberdeen, he's going to be looking at, at, at O'Dwyer as a kind of a second Colin. Cardinal Vaughan, I don't know whether he was, he was really buttering O'Dwyer up in, 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 some, in a letter to uh, O'Dwyer, actually compares O'Dwyer to, to Colin. So uh, Colin Barr is going to be looking at that. Um, Una Bromel, our own Una Bromel from the History Department um, in Mary Immaculate is going to be looking at some of the controversies around the control of, of, of education, some of those uh, controversies that um, O'Dwyer was in, in, involved in. Jerome, uh, Jerome Anne Deville of University College uh, Cork is going to be looking at some of O'Dwyer's anti-war writings. Now, mm. it's really interesting, during the Great War, uh, we had a Limerick man who was rector of the Irish College in Rome, Monsignor O'Reardon. And it's extraordinary to think that a bishop in a provincial diocese in the southwest of Ireland, O'Dwyer's writings... Um, his pastorals, all of which actually are available. Mike McGuire in the Limerick, uh, in the Limerick City Library, uh, we made all of, of O'Dwyer's pastorals available, and Mike very kindly digitised them. They're all available online from 1886 right through 1917. Really interesting collection. But um, all of his anti-war writings are available there. The 1915 Lenten Pastoral, really, really strong anti-war sentiments there, but O'Reardon translated all of that material into Italian. And uh, he arranged to have it distributed to uh, the Pope and the Curia. And those pastorals, all of that anti-war 
writings, they, they were used up and down the Italian peninsula by Italian bishops. So actually, Jerome Andeville will be speaking to the use that was made by Odoire's writings in, in Italy during the Great War. Really, really interesting. And I think there's, that's, that's a, a whole aspect of, of Odoire that, um, you know, on the international stage that very, very many people wouldn't be aware of. And Brian Murphy from the, the Benedictine community in Glenstall will be looking at um, um, what we've alluded to just earlier on around O'Dwyer and, uh, and 1916. I, I, I have to say, David, when I recently, and just purely coincidentally, earlier in the year, I uh, read a biography of uh, Bishop O'Dwyer. And I have to say, it was one of the things that jumped out to me was He's very, um, uh, I suppose, he's very tongue-in-cheek response to the fact that he was awarded the freedom of the city um, uh, after his letter to General Maxwell. And one of the first things he said to the city fathers was, well, uh, how to, uh, basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but to something along the lines of how your tune has changed. <laughs> you know, in terms of a couple of years earlier, they had wanted nearly to hang him from the tallest lamppost. But like you said, it's, it's, he's a very interesting and complex character um, that we had as the Bishop of Limerick. And of course, it's, it's as, uh, when exactly is that conference on again? It's on October the 13th, yeah? October the 13th. It's a free conference. Um, as I say, the lineup is very, very good. Um, if you have access to the internet, if you just enter the world of Edward Thomas O'Dwyer into the search engine, it, all the details for registration come up. If you don't have access to, to the internet, you'd be most welcome just to give me a ring in the diocesan office and I can register you. you people would be most welcome to come along. As I say, um, it, the lineup is very, very good. Um, it'll be on in Mary I. Um, Bishop Leahy will be saying a few words of welcome at the beginning. Um, and as I said, hopefully it, 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 it will be, it'll be a very, very good, it'll be a very, very good day. And, um, and people would be very, very welcome, would be very, very welcome to come along. Just as an aside, um, there's, there's another day coming up um, on the 8th of September on the, on, we've mentioned Father Wall, on the, the wall manuscripts, we have a small collection of, of 18th century Irish manuscripts that were collected by Antarthamos the Wall, Father, Father Tom Wall. Uh, as well as having that political involvement, Father Wall had a great love for the Irish language. And uh, that day is happening, as I say, on the 8th of September from 12 to 5 in Mary Immaculate. And if there, anybody out there has an interest in Father Wall, in the first instance, and in the Irish language, in the second instance, um, they'd be most welcome to come along. And as I said, if anybody is interested, I'm contactable at the, at the, at the, at the diocesan office, and feel free to give me a ring. And we'd love, we'd love to have people along, either, as I say, on the 8th of September, or for the, for the O'Dwyer conference on the, on the, the 13th of, of October, as you've, as you've drawn my attention to, the, on the Feast of, of Edward the Confessor. David, just uh, what's the number of the diocesan office? It's 061 315 856. And um, as I said, I'd be, be delighted. That's correct, yeah. 
Okay, no problem. Okay, David, listen, thank you so much for telling us about that those two upcoming conferences, particularly the one about Richard Bourdieu. I love the program, and thank you so much for having me on. No problem. Well, what we'll do now is we're, John, we're going to take a piece of music and then go for an ad break. Choose now actually is one that you had actually up in the blog a few weeks ago, Shane. It's from Casting Crowns, and this one is entitled Oh My Soul.
Sacred Space.